Hi everyone, I'm Elena Aguilar, and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast, and welcome to our mini series, the first five minutes. All right, folks. So in this mini series, I'm providing you each week for four weeks a question that you can open up your coaching conversations with, which will boost resilience. I'm also going to give you an explanation of why this works and some tips and tricks to make sure that the strategy is impactful. And we're doing this in October and early November because this is a hard time of year for educators. And we hope that you will think about how to incorporate resilience boosting strategies into every conversation you have. All right, so I want to give you a little bit of framing for how you might introduce this question, because maybe you've been meeting with someone for a couple of months and each time in that opening check-in phase of the conversation, you are saying something like, how are you? How was your weekend? How did last week go? You're asking that kind of a question. And so the question that I'm going to offer you will be quite a departure from that kind of a check-in question. You need to give your client heads up that that is coming and you need to give them the rationale. And so when you walk in the room or turn on that Zoom meeting space, you want to say to them, hey, you know, today I've got a different kind of check-in question for you. And I think you might enjoy talking about it. I think it'll give me a new insight into who you are and what's important to to you. And so I'm going to keep track of time. And as always, our check-in usually goes about five, maybe seven minutes. So I'll keep track of time and let's see how it goes. So that's what I would say to someone, because you want to cue them that you're going to ask a different kind of question. The reason I would say I'll keep track of time is because some people feel like, hey, aren't you my English development coach English language development coach, and aren't we supposed to talk about XYZ? So you you want to give them a little bit of a, like, I, I know that this is a bit of a departure. I'm going to make sure we have enough time to talk about all the things that either we feel like we're supposed to talk about or we've agreed to talk about. And that's probably enough. So that's how to open up this conversation. Again, that's one minute of framing. All right, without further ado, here is the question. Tell me about a place where you feel really relaxed, where you feel physically relaxed, maybe emotionally relaxed, and describe it using all of your senses. And if you want, tell me a story about being there. So that's the check-in question. Okay, it's got a few parts to it. So let me name those again. The first part is, tell me about a place where you felt or you feel most relaxed. Describe it using sensory details. And tell me a story about being there. So this is a question that can be helpful if someone is feeling unsettled or agitated or anxious. And here's the reason that this works. 
when you describe a place where you feel really relaxed, you start to remember it. And when you remember it, your brain actually doesn't distinguish between memory and actually being there for real. And that's a good thing when we are remembering places where we felt really relaxed. So as you recall the sights, the sounds, the scents, the the smells, the feelings, the brain actually triggers the biochemicals and the hormones that put our mind and body into a state of relaxation. In this case, again, this is a wonderful thing that the brain can't distinguish between the past and the present. It can't, it, as we start talking about that tropical beach, the brain thinks that we are back there on it. That means that we can use our memory to help us relax in a moment when we're feeling unsettled, ungrounded, or anxious. So when we ask this question in a check-in conversation, first of all, again, it, it gives us a new insight into someone, helps us understand them more, maybe appreciate them. Don't underestimate the value of that. It's, it's really powerful to connect with the person that you're coaching. But it also allows someone to begin getting into a state, a mind frame, in which they will be perhaps even more open and receptive to what comes next. It's so much easier for us to learn when we are relaxed, when we have tapped into emotions, and in this case, via memories, that are pleasant, positive. And this cultivates resilience. Connecting with pleasant and positive moments helps us fill our inner resilience tanks. It helps us remember that we have experienced relaxation. It helps us remember that we can access that again. It might help us remember, for example, that, hey, I really do need to find some opportunities maybe to get back to that place or to have micro moments of rest and relaxation like what you experienced on that tropical beach or wherever it is. Now, after someone has shared their response to that question, you might be wondering, what do you as the coach do? Here's my suggestion. Maybe ask one follow-up question or two. This does depend on the time. You also probably need to paraphrase or echo back something that you heard. And just be genuine. Make sure that you are reflecting back that you, you heard, you appreciated what they shared, thank them for sharing their story. And then you might say, all right, let's transition into the content of our coaching meeting today. That's one option. I'm giving you a few options and you need to use your wise discernment, your judgment in that moment to figure out where to go. So that's one option. 
ask a follow-up question or two, thank the person for sharing their story, paraphrase, and transition into the content. You might also ask a follow-up question about the experience of talking about that story. So you might ask just after they share their story, you might say something like, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciated getting that insight into who you are. And I'm curious what it was like to talk about that. What was it like to tell me that story? This is a meta moment. Give them an opportunity to reflect on the experience of sharing that story. Now, that follow-up question can also build resilience. Here's why. You might hear a response. I often hear a response, which is something like, that felt really good to talk about that. It felt good to remember that. Or it felt a little sad to remember that because I realize how stressed I've been and it feels like it's been so long since I have felt really relaxed. Those kinds of responses that come from that meta moment opportunity give someone a chance to further acknowledge their current emotional state and their needs. Now, you could ask that follow-up meta moment question immediately after someone shares their story or at the end of that same coaching session, you could come back to it. At the end of a coaching session, it can be really powerful to ask someone, how was this session for you? What worked? And in that closing reflection moment, you might also ask them, hey, I started off today with a new kind of checking question. I'm curious what that was like for you. Now, the reason I'm suggesting that you consider asking it at the end of a session is because in that moment, someone may have the reflection that starting off the session with that kind of question help them access deeper learning during the session. So at the end of the session, they may say, when you ask what worked in this session, they might say, hey, I really appreciated that check-in question. I felt like it kind of helped me relax and have perspective on what I'm going through. And I felt like during the rest of our conversation, I was more energized than I thought I was going to be. So again, I'm giving you lots of options with this first five minutes check-in question and asking you to make the decisions that might best serve your client in that moment on that day. I know it can feel hard to think about, whoa, this is so many options, so many decisions. That is the art of coaching. I can't give you a prescriptive set of steps to take because people are different and every moment is different. 
And yes, there are also ways in which we can see patterns and categorize people, and we can say, "Hey, October is really hard for many educators," but people are different, so you have to know your client, and you have to know them in general. But also, you have to pay attention every time you show up to meet with them. You have to take a moment to think about what's going on for this person right now. Tuning in to what might be present for them, what might their needs be. I do this by paying really close attention to nonverbals. This helps me take a quick pulse, have a quick insight, perhaps. And then there's ways in which I need to check the observations I'm making. I want to be careful not to leap to conclusions based on what I'm seeing in their nonverbals, but. Pay attention. Always pay attention, and try different things. Try this strategy I'm suggesting today, and then see how it works. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. All right, friends. That is the first episode of this mini series on the first five minutes. I'm so curious to hear what you think, and then how it goes when you use it. I hope you'll try this today or tomorrow. Let me know how it goes. We're all over the social medias. You can find the links to those in the show notes, or just shoot me an email, or share your feedback on an Apple Podcast review. If you haven't done that, if you haven't rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcast, that is a really quick and easy thing that you can do to help get the word out, and you can share your feedback there. Can't wait to hear how it goes. All right, friends, take care, be well, and thank you to Leslie Bigford, who is the podcast producer, and thank you also to Stacy Goodman, who does the sound engineering. I'll see you next week with another mini episode on the first five minutes.